Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. As always, I am your host, Thomas A. Deloche, and I'm so glad that you've decided to join me for these few moments in time. And if you are a first-time listener, I definitely want to give you a hearty welcome. And on today's show, I want to talk about training your human spirit. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and a notepad and a pen and take some copious notes, as I believe I have some really good information to help you as it relates to training your human spirit. As always, we want to start with a scripture, and I want to give you Proverbs chapter 20, starting here at verse number 27 for your consideration. And it reads like this, The spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. I'm going to say that to you again. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So the Lord enlightens us and guides us through our spirits. And if that be the case, and it is, then we need to be more spirit conscious. We need to be more uh, conscious of the spiritual things that are going on in our own human spirit not just mental or physical beings, but we are spiritual beings. So we need to train our human spirit so that it can help us in terms of guiding us and leading us and moving us through this terra firma that we live in. One thing that I believe that is holding Christians back in this world is that we are more physical conscience. In other words, body conscience. We are more mental conscience in terms of soul conscience than we are spiritually conscious. We've developed the body and the soul, but we have left the spirit of man almost unchecked. And if you never really give your life to the Lord, you're probably just living body and soul, but not really understanding that you have a human spirit that needs to be trained and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. So our spirits can be educated just as our minds can be educated. Our spirits can be built up in our strength and trained just as our bodies can be built up and trained. So I want to give you what I believe to be four things that will help you train your human spirit. Here's number one. Meditate in and on the word of God. That's what you got to do. See, spiritual men and women are those who give time and attention to meditation in the word of God because you can't develop your spiritual wisdom without meditation. You can't train your human spirit to even hear the voice of God unless you have something stronger than what you got going on inside of you. And that is the word of God. And we have to meditate. We have to read it. We have to make sure that it's getting inside of us. And over time, as we really take time and attention to do this, we'll really begin to see some benefits that can happen in our own life. 
I want to give you uh, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 because this is really good because this is about Joshua after the death of Moses and about some things that I think is important as we read this that we don't just read this historically looking at Joshua and Moses but we insert ourselves into this because ultimately God is talking about you that's one of the things that I really didn't understand in my earlier walk with God I was kind of reading the Bible historically looking at Bible characters and really focusing my attention on how God may have used Moses and Joshua and Samuel and David and Samson and all those historical Bible characters but I didn't see how God wanted to use me. And this is this whole thing about training your human spirit. Because when you begin to train your human spirit, your eyes don't see like they did. You don't read the word of God like you did before. It's okay to read the word of God and see yourself in this text because Moses is dead. Joshua's dead. All the Bible characters in the Bible are dead, but you are alive. And God is saying, when you read the Bible, I want you to see you in here again, because I'm talking to you. Once again, Joshua 1 and 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Watch this. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. I want you to underscore that. Make thy way prosperous. And then... Thou shalt have good success. Notice you're going to make your way prosperous, not make a living, not a job. But God says, if you meditate on my word day and night and do all that I've told you to do according to the word of God, you're going to make your way prosperous and you are going to have good success. This is something that your human spirit needs to be trained in, how to be successful, how to be prosperous. People go the whole, their whole lifetime trying to be successful, trying to be prosperous. They go to classes, they go to school, they go to college, they get one job after the next job, not understanding that if they take the time to train their human spirit, the word of God in and of itself is school. Reading God's word, hearing the Holy Spirit, training and developing our spirits to take time and attention to meditate on God's word does some phenomenal things. So I want you to begin in this journey that we are all on to understand that your spirit man needs to be trained, needs to understand, have revelation, insight, the unfolding of the mysteries of God. When you are reading the word, it's saying something poignant to you that will bring about success. And you'll find out you're going to begin to understand how to be successful. You're going to understand how to do things at the right time. The promptings, the leadings of the Holy Spirit is really going to help you in this time and day in which we live. And if you ever want to do anything great in God, if you ever want to do anything great in life, if you ever want to amount to anything, 
take time and some attention and meditate. Think about the word of God and then allow God to flow his mindset through you. And he does that through the Holy Spirit that lives inside of your human spirit. So take some time and attention and increase it daily and you'll find out things will begin to work out for you really good. Number two, practice the word of God. I want to say that again. Practice the word of God. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Maybe you have, but if you haven't, everything in life, if you're going to be good at something, you've got to do it. You just can't read the word. You got to do the word. So you need to be a doer or a practicer of the word by which you are meditating on. So when we talk about this, again, we're talking about being a doer. Here's James chapter 1, verse 22. It says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. We got a lot of people who will hear something, but they won't do something and then complain and say, It didn't work. The word didn't work. I've been reading these scriptures and there's no change. Nothing is happening. Everything seems to be the same. But the question you should have been asking yourself is, are you doing what you're hearing? And if you are, are you consistent at it? Are you deliberate at it? Even in the natural, nobody can go out and play sports and don't practice the sport. How are you going to get better at basketball and you only do it every now and again? How are you going to get better at baseball, track, and you only do it every now and again. How are you going to get better at doing God's word and you just do it every now and again or when you're in trouble? You know, a lot of us, we just do things when we're in trouble. You know, we need a prayer answered. You know, we just throw up these prayers and, and hope that they stick, hope that God is listening, hope that we just, hope is not a plan, ladies and gentlemen. You need to practice God's word. And when you do, I promise you, you can't do something over and over again and not become good at it. The word of God will not return back to the Lord void. It's going to accomplish the place where he is sending it out. So we've got a lot of talkers about the word and many people, you know, they rejoice about the word. They shout about it, but they don't do it at all. And I want you to be a doer of the word. You must practice being a doer of the word of God in every situation that you find yourself in. Let me read you Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Maybe you'll be convinced about this. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Notice that the Amplified translation of this verse begins, do not fret or have anxiety about anything. Now, how are you going to see the manifestation of this scripture if you don't do it? You just can't read this. You have to do it. Notice again what it is saying. Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So my question is, have you done this or did you just read it? Did you just memorize it and just regurgitate it or did you do it? I promise you, when you do it, the manifestation of what you're looking for from God will happen. We can't just practice the first part and not the second part. You can't just pray which is the second part, 
but you're just full of worry and care. The first part, be careful for nothing. That's the key that unlocks the second part, which is praying and in supplication with thanksgiving. These are the things that we must practice. These are the things that we must do. So when we're reading God's word, we have to make sure we're going to do it. Stop reading the Bible if you don't plan on doing it. I'm going to say that again. There's no need in you reading the Bible if you're not going to do anything that's in there. And this is one of the things that will build your confidence. You know, sometimes in our prayer time, we just have to say, Lord, you know, give me the will and the faith to believe this word so that I can do it. You've got to pray. You, notice what the scripture says, you have to let your request known. Sometimes I think we believe God is just going to swoop down and save us. But one of the reasons why he won't is because you have to ask for his help. You know, people are struggling right now and they just won't ask for help. Pride is in the way or maybe they don't think that they can approach God. And that's a lack of biblical education. If you have no biblical education, if you are ignorant concerning what God told you to do, you could be waiting when God is saying you just need to be asking. God told us to ask. Why should we ask? Real simple. He told us. And so when we ask him in faith, we have an assurance according to his word that he will do exactly what he said he would do. Point number three, the word must have first place. Again, we're talking about training your human spirit. The word of God must have first place in your life. Not second, not third, not fourth, not fifth. It has to be first Here's what we're talking about. We're training the human spirit, developing the human spirit. Our spirit comes by the by giving God's word first place. Proverbs chapter four, starting at verse number 20 and concluding at verse number 22. It says, my son, attend to my words, underscore that, put them first. Incline thy ear unto my words. In other words, we got to heed them. Put them first. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Listen to what I say. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep looking at the word of God. Keep them in your heart, in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find it and health to thy flesh. Wow. That's powerful. I don't want to read it to you again. I know you got what I'm saying, but here's a couple of things that I think that's important because why is it that God tells us to put his word first, to listen to what he has to say and keep looking at his word and to keep his word in our heart? Why is he saying that? It's because there are rich dividends for doing this. He's not saying it for his own health. This thing is going to benefit you. Notice they are life unto those that find it and health to all their flesh. In the margin of the King James Bible is translated health is the word for medicine. So God's word is medicine to all their flesh. There is healing in God's word. And this is why we have to put it first. Notice again, I don't want you to miss this. Notice the benefit. The Bible says it's health to all your flesh. Did you know when you read the word and then you put it first, that that word begins to bring about healing? Healing. 
not just having you on pain meds. That's what the world wants you to do. Subscribe to pain meds. And you know, just like I do, you can get hooked on pain meds and you just worse off. But this is what I want to tell you. Sometimes we're just struggling needlessly. Oh, what needless pains we bear. We've got to understand that God has a way out for us. And this is why we have to make sure the word of God is first place in our life. We got a lot of people and things that are taking up God's residence. So we got to kick it out today and say, you know what? I'm making God's word first. So when I'm in trouble, I'm going to the word. I ain't calling mom and dad no more. I ain't going to call my prayer partner. I'm not against a prayer partner, but you got to learn how to stand on your own in this time and season. You got to learn how to seek God for yourself because people are not going to always be around when you need them. So what you just what you going to do? You going to struggle until you can get a hold of your prayer partner. You just going to keep going through until you find your mother and your father, you know, your husband, your wife, you know, a best friend. You just going to go through the trials and tribulations of life or are you going to take your life back and be proactive and make the word of God first place? I love this man is health to your bones, your bones, your inner man, things that you going through. When you make that word priority number one and say, God, I'm coming to you, you know my situation better than anybody in the natural. You know how to help me, help my own self, but I've got to make this word first. So who you go to tells you who's God in your life. I'm going to say that who you go to in your time of trouble is a revelation to you should be of who God is in your life. If you always call him mom, she's taking God's place. Dad, taking God's place. Husband, wife, taking God's place. Don't let anybody or anything Take God's place. The word must be first and final. And when you begin to do that, according to the scripture, and it is true, as I read to you in Proverbs chapter four, son, give attention to my word. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I've got something to say to you that's good. That's getting ready to impact your life. It's getting ready to set everything straight. It's getting ready to put you on a prosperous path. God says, I got some good talk radio for you. I love to listen to talk radio, by the way. But when I really want to hear what God wants to do in my life, I've got to give my ear to him. And when I'm reading his word, I'm saying, okay, this is first place. So whatever I was getting ready to do, whatever plan I was getting ready to concoct, I got to scrap all that, man. Because, you know, we like to create our own fig leaves and sew them together to bring about our own deliverance. But God is saying it's not time for that. It never was time for that. God is saying you're naked and you shouldn't be ashamed. But you know, when God began to deal with Adam about that, he was like, somebody been talking to you. Who you been listening to? Who you been giving your ear to? Because this is not what I like. This is not what I enjoy, God is saying. So we got to get this straight. We got to get this right. And when we do, I promise you, we'll begin to see some great things. We must train ourselves to put God's word first. We should train ourselves to ask God in any matter or any situation. What does God's word have to say about this? Do you know? And then we put it first and walk it out and we'll see some amazing things. And finally, number four, 
instantly obey the voice of your spirit. I'm going to say that to you again. Instantly obey the voice of your spirit. Let me explain this to you for a moment. The human spirit has a voice and we call that voice your conscience. Sometimes we call it intuition or an inner voice or guidance, but the world calls it a hunch. But what it is actually, it's your spirit is speaking to you. Every man's spirit, saved or unsaved, has a voice. I promise you. The human spirit is a spirit man. We cannot see him with our physical eyes nor touch him with our physical hands. This is a man who has become a new creature, a new creation that's never existed in Christ. And you'll find this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. When a man is born again, his spirit becomes a new spirit. And that spirit has within it life and the nature of of God. And you'll find it in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. So as you give this newborn spirit the privilege of meditating on God's word, the word becomes the source now of its information. Your spirit becomes strong and the inward voice of your conscience, educated in the spirit, will become a true guide. Now, I want you to hear this. You should not listen to your spirit until it's born again. It has to be born again. We're not talking about just your human spirit in and of yourself. That human spirit that you have has to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, being born again, born anew, born in a new kingdom, where I get new revelation and new insight from the word of God. You shouldn't just trust your human spirit on its own. You trust your human spirit because it has the Holy Spirit living inside of your human spirit. So you can and should learn to instantly obey this voice once you're born again, the voice of your spirit. If you are not accustomed to doing this, of course, it's going to feel different for you. It's not going to flow like it will once you begin to trust it. Because it's like, is it me talking to me? Is it the enemy talking to me? Or is this the Holy Spirit talking to me out of my human spirit? You know, just as you, you didn't begin in school in the first grade, or when you did begin school in the first grade, you just didn't graduate the next day uh, being in the 12th grade. That's not how it works. This is a process. Trust the process. I know that's kind of become a generic term or kind of colloquial saying, but you're going to have to trust the process and don't be afraid to trust it because you're starting from afresh, starting from a new point of view, starting from a new place in the spirit realm. So you got to trust that. And then as you read your word, you practice, you meditate, all the prior things that I mentioned, you will begin to walk this thing out. Your spirit will not be educated and trained overnight. You've got to put the work in. However, if you follow these points and you practice them after a while, you will always know in your spirit what you should do. Because that's how we're commanded to live, from the inside out and not the outside in. Stop giving way to your feelings. Your feelings change. No feeling can stay at its highest point forever. It'll change. It'll flip on you. You feel this way one minute. Next hour, you feel another way. Next hour, you feel another way. How are you going to live like that? Bouncing up, going in and out. You can't have highs, lows, being affected by what people are saying. People are talking in the news media, on TV. Everybody is trying to get your attention. 
But the Spirit of God says, I want your attention. And I want to teach you how to live from the inside out. So when the Holy Spirit is speaking through your human spirit, you can instantly obey that voice because you've been training it. You've been developing it. You know the voice of the Holy Ghost when he is speaking to you. The scripture says, my sheep know my voice and a strange voice, a stranger, it will not follow. We've got to evict all that stuff out of us and place within us what is going to be necessary. Because imagine this, getting up in the morning takes on a whole new thing when you hear the voice of the Spirit tell you what you got to do today, where you got to go, who you need to pray for, who you need to minister to, giving you the news before the news. I don't know about you, man, that excites me that I am armed with something and I'm never caught off guard. And even if something happens that I just didn't expect to happen, I can listen to the Holy Spirit about how to get out of it. What I need to do. Holy Spirit, tell me what I need to do. You sit there, you wait. Sometimes it takes some time to get to you because you're still you're training your spirit. But the more you keep training it right there on cue, Lord, what do I need to do? And boom, that voice comes. How do I need to handle my marriage? And boom, that voice comes. How do I need to get out of debt? And immediately the spirit tells you what to do. This is how we're commanded to live. We're living the wrong way. You can't live like your ungodly co-workers. You can't live like everybody else in the world. We are supernatural beings who has to give time and attention to supernatural things and believe it and walk in it and declare it and don't let anybody talk you out of it. We let too many people talk us out of the things of God. You know why? Because they're not operating in the things of God. They don't even know God. They don't even spend time with God. Stop giving your ear to ungodly counsel. People that curse God, they curse you. They have nothing good to say. And then here you are giving your ear to that. Why would you do? Why would any born again believer give their ear to somebody who sound good? Well, they've been to college. So what? You know, people go to college and they cheat their whole way through. You know, people don't do things right. They do whatever they want to do to get an advantage. But God is saying today, and I hope you're hearing me today, I really do. God says, I want to give you an advantage. I want to give you something before it happens. The Bible talks about how the Holy Spirit shows us things to come. That's what I want. I want the Holy Spirit to show me things to come. But why would the Holy Spirit show me things to come and I'm not going to do what he's showing me? So stop praying and the Holy Spirit tell you what to do and you don't want to do it. You're going to have to trust God. You're going to have to trust God, what he's showing you, and you're going to have to do what he's showing you. You're going to have to have some faith. Here's that word, faith. Faith without works is dead. I promise you, whatever the Spirit of God is showing you to do, and when you hear that voice and you know that voice, he's not going to hurt you. He's going to protect you. Some of us are just afraid because like, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. It's going to be great for you. Why would the voice of the spirit tell you to do something that's going to hurt you, destroy your life? That's not the spirit of God. The spirit of God is about helping you and showing you and pushing you in ways and means that he wants you to be a victor in every situation. So to recap, number one, we got to meditate in and on the word of God. Number two, we got to practice that word. Number three, we got to make sure that word is first place in our lives. And finally, we got to instantly obey the voice 
of the spirit. More importantly, your human spirit where the Holy Spirit lives. Let's put this stuff to work, man. And let's start living that life abundance. Let's start living, walking, moving where God can be an example. Somebody that God wants to show off. God want to show you off. He want to show you what time and attention in the word of God can do. It, it just frustrates me when we're just living beneath our privilege. God is saying there's no reason to struggle. Why did Jesus, why did God send his son to die for you and you still going to struggle? Think about that. You give somebody your best and they take it and hide it, kick it, don't use it. You're like, I could have gave that to somebody else. It's the same thing, saints. We got to put this in our hearts. And if you're a young adult, young married couple listening to me today, you're a young person. You really want to see some things happen in your life. Pay attention to these four things that I've given. Listen to this podcast over and over again. It has something more inside of this. See, the more you hear a thing and then take these scriptures that I've given and let them roll over into your spirit even more. God wants to unfold some other mysteries of the kingdom through this podcast that you've received today. All right. Thank God. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. And I pray that you were blessed. And if you were, I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. Go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. On the homepage, there is a subscribe tab there where you can put your email in there. Do it today. Click the send button and I will send you back a free PDF that will help you in your walk with God. Also on that home homepage there at thomasadeloach.com. If you scroll almost all the way down to the bottom of the screen, I'm looking for financial donors who will partner with me financially to keep this message of to empower you coming to you and other people that will listen, that need some encouragement in this time. It does cost for me to produce these shows, but if you just want to partner with your boy and just continue to make sure that continue staying on the air and some other things that I really want to do. I want you to be a financial partner with me and walk with me in this process as we do all we can to get the word of God out to those that need it. I promise you, if you do, God has a blessing in store for you. When you really help the kingdom work, God will take note of that, stock of that, and I promise you, he will bless you in every endeavor. Listen, I'm praying for you and believing God's best for you. Walk this thing out as you train your human spirit. All right, God bless. And above all things, I want you to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be, be empowered. empowered.